All right, who says the white divide? I said it. Go I'll ahead. say it. I'll say it. I already said no, it. No, you say it. I I'll said it already. Uh, no, say it again for no, this episode. No, I'll dear. say it this episode. No, he says it this episode. I'm leaving this whole thing in the beginning of the episode. Go All ahead. Right. You can say it uh, if you, you want. You can say it. You can say it if you want. No, you do. No, you say it. No, okay. I don't want No, you say it. I like it. Okay. No. Ladies and gentlemen. On second thought, you said it. No, no. That's any. Wow. All right, start again. Go ahead, Rob. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fab Four Free For All. Boring. And welcome to another fine edition of the Fab for Free For All. Uh, it is a Beatles and Beatles related talk show podcast, whatever you want to call it, on the interweb. And uh, my name is Tony Chiguardo. I'm your moderator for this evening. I'm being joined by my good friend, Mr. Rob Leonard. Hello, I'm Rob Leonard. And my good friend, Mr. Mitch Axelrod. Hello, he's Rob Leonard. <laughs> and, and, um, and that's Mitch Axelrod. We, Thank you very much. We, we as a, a, a you know, podcast, as a show. Funny voices. <laughs> great. Yeah. It's like a revenge on me show. You realize that people think wow. we do it already in funny voices. Wow. Yeah, right? And now between this show and another show that we had before, uh, the Fab Forum, <laughs> we are somewhere around 250-something. Uh, we're No, we're seriously at over, over 260 episodes yeah. in. And we wouldn't be doing this if it were not for you folks out there who are listening to the show. Thank you. And we're most grateful for that. And one cool way that we thought we could reach out to you, reach aside out. from we have the Facebook thing going on, and which is awesome, and we thank you for participating in that, was to, to, oh, very nice, was to <laughs> open up a, a phone line and uh, have you be able to call up and uh, give us your questions and possibly suggestions and thoughts about the show. Because we decided that when we get together to record the shows, uh, we are going to try as often as we can during the sessions to address some listener questions and make that a show, the basis for a show. I just want to let you know a, a lot of the questions ask this one question. Uh, my underwear is red. Very nice. That's all right. Oh, it's it's lovely, actually, Mitchell. Oh. Thank you. Anyway. It's um, a phone! <laughs> <laughs> Again, Richard Buskin asking the wrong question. There you go. It's all well, Richard Buskin fault. did ask that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So what we're going to do, and here's how we did this. We've received some, already received a whole bunch of fantastic entries. Yeah, a lot of people uh, called A in lot right of people away. have responded. Uh, I will give this away. I am the only one that has heard the questions. Yes. Right. Uh, because I am the one that has to kind of do the editing and put it all together. So to make the randomness happen, what I did was I took the calls as they as they had come in. The randomness. I put them, well, I put them in, a, in kind I of a random order on, on, a, on a CD. And the first 20 calls that came in, I have labeled on a CD 1 through 20. I'm going to give each of us an opportunity. Well, each of the guys, I can't do it because I have the list in front of me. But I'm going to give each of the guys alternately a chance to pick a number of, of one of the questions that were asked. They're going to hear the question for the first time, 22. and then we're going to go for it. Nice. Theresa. Five. If it's a question that really makes them go, then what we'll do is we're gonna we'll table that question till after we've taken a break. Like, what is your name? And, uh, pass. <laughs> pass. And then we'll get to it. It's not. We're not gonna let the question go. We're just gonna do it for the second half of the show. In the middle, where we usually have our little break, you're gonna hear the phone number, so you can call in. And uh, these things obviously are gonna pile up. At some point, we're gonna tell you the number's been disconnected because right. uh, we're gonna have eight thousand questions. But that's cool. Uh, One day we'll do an eight-hour show. Very nice. <laughs> Every don't, question. Don't give them any ideas. Well, that we've so, 
We come close. Yeah, right. So without any <laughs> Do it on Facebook Live. Further adieu. Or um, adieu, as I like to or say. Or adieu. Because um, I did. What did yeah. he say? I don't a know. Jew. No, he just said a Jew. Did not say I distinctly that. heard did not Jew. hear him say Jew. <laughs> you said ad wow. Jew. <laughs> anyway. You make it fun of me. Wow. All right. Leave you. Um, God, I'm he's leaving. a fan of the movie. He's, out, he's out. He's I'm out. All right. Anyway, I'm totally. All out. right. So in that, just because you're being a poopy head, Robert, you get to go first. Ha ha! I didn't well, want to go first. Since I made that. We perfect. just talked about eight days a week on our previous show, oh, or a previous show, or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, eight. Number eight. Number eight. Let's listen to question number eight. Good afternoon. I'm sorry. Good morning. <laughs> this is Kevin Tucker from Detroit, Michigan, uh, with a question for the Fab Four Free For All show. I'm sure you guys are no strangers to what I'm about to say. Being a Beatles fan, a Beatles junkie, as it were, I'm sure over the years, quite often you people, you hear people disregard the Beatles and say they're overrated or they were a boy band. It drives me crazy. So what, I was wondering what your go-to response is in that situation. You know, usually someone will say, oh, you know, I want to hold your hand. You know, what is that? And I'll say, okay, yeah, well, three years later, they were doing this. And I'll play them tomorrow and never knows. Or I'll say, look what else was on the radio when I want to hold your hand came out and you get a better idea of how groundbreaking they were. So I was just wondering what your go-to response is in that situation, uh, if you have one. Thank you. Bye. All right, then. That's a good That's question, question, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Um, I taser them, usually. <laughs> I tend to go right for bodily harm. Uh, I think, basically, that there's a gene pool issue here. If You're you dead. don't like the Beatles, um, there's a gene pool problem. So um, my situation is... I tend to go right for the absolute pure violence, and and I I will you know tell them to first I'll can them a John Lennon album, then I'll beat them witless. Anyway, I will usually, no, I'm I'm totally kidding, no, seriously. Know. But I'm gonna think I'm delaying so I can think of something. Rob, <laughs> any thoughts? Um, first of all, I I don't know many people who don't like the Beatles, even in a small way. I've only met a few people who don't like the Beatles at all, and you can't. It's like trying to convince someone to change their vote or something. Sometimes you can't change their vote or their mind. You can talk about I want to hold your hand, and you can say, hey, it was one of the great singles of 1964 and ever, really. It's, it's voted many times in Rolling Stone's top 500 songs uh, or in other places, too. I think what you say is, hey, they, they changed not just the music world, but the world. And not many music bands can have that be said about them. You know what? I just First of all, I don't ever, ever, ever think of them as a boy band. There was one shirt I used to have. It was them, their 1963 pose for the Deja Hoffman pose, a ringle on the chair, the typical one you only see. Right, right. And, and under it said the first kids on the block instead of new kids on the block. Right. That was the only reference I ever saw to boy band. Well, no, there was a Rolling Stone had a, that thing, the original boy band. And in a way, it's sort of yes and no. The, the, they were older than normal they, boy bands But now. they also played their instruments. They weren't dancing. They wrote their right. own stuff for the most part. They were technically a boy band, but the term the only, wasn't used. The then. only reason why they were they would have worked with the boy band moniker is because they were marketed. Right, in a way, it they was. were hyper marketed, yes, yes. not as a boy band per right. se, but they were a hyper marketed group. So therefore, there's that boy band idea. Right, there was from the, that they were overly hyped. There was, a, there was a game. There was the powder. There yeah. was all this. Yeah. the ice cream. The whatever. Yeah. I think though, what I usually tell people is, and Kevin brought it up in his question. I think you say to people, first of all, really important to tell them, go back and listen to what was on the radio prior to them. Because I've done that, and you really hear how crappy music was right before them. 
really it was. I well, mean, there they, was some they good stuff. There was some I, stuff. I wouldn't say crap. Was, Dylan. I, I'm sorry. No, I don't mean. I don't mean. Crappy is the wrong word. Yeah. All right. Different. It yeah. was very different. You're talking about the, the Frankie Avalons, the Bobby V's, the Bobby Vintons. That, it was all good music. Yeah, but they turned but it, it from black and white to color. I, I, very good. They opened That's the window. And you know they what? They opened the window. And then, and then, like Kevin said, if you say to people, all right, well, you don't like the early stuff, because ultimately everybody likes the later stuff. We've had shows on this. You know, you then point them now to... It's, later stuff and say I dare you to listen to the revolution and not say that's a good song now it's really funny because I'm looking at it the other way that's because fine. first generation I find that some of the real first generation fans my sister and a couple of my sisters like older relatives of mine uh, my sister was like me in a sense that my sister listened to oldies during her time period right so when my sister was growing up, she wasn't really all that hip. She wasn't listening to the hip stuff of the time. She was listening to the Beatles, but she was also listening to Frankie Avalon, Dion, Little Anthony and the Imperials, stuff like that. Yeah, they were. So my sister is one of these people who there's no way I could ever really convince my sister that Sgt. Pepper is that interesting a record. She That's fair. loves the Beatles. She'll tell you, I love the Beatles. Right. But... And that's whereas, fair. Yeah, whereas we look at Revolver almost as, you know, god. oh my god, the new beginning. Yeah. My sister looks at Revolver as the jump off point. Maybe. Where I'm kind of done with it. Because a lot of people did say, what the hell is this? And yeah. if you think about 1966, yeah. you're like, what? Where's, you know, it was a great scene in, in Mad Men when uh, Don Draper's wife hands him Revolver and says, yeah. listen to t- Tomorrow Never Knows. And he puts it on and he's like, what the hell is this? This is right, and I think that's right. that's a that's a great yeah. Thing and it's to funny mention. because Kevin, that's not to uh, to kind of contradict your your way of thinking. I think that approach that Kevin's suggesting to take is really a, a great. It depends path also when on, you, on you, who you joined in on the mon- on the Beatles on the Beatles. So it's just really interesting. Like I say, while I think Kevin's thought of you take them from the early stuff to the later stuff. Look at what this right. was. And I think the problem is, too, now people look at the Beatles as overrated because they don't have a timeline in front of them. That's part of it, yeah. You know, history is revisionist in a sense that once you start to realize that SF Sorrow came before Tommy, you realize that Tommy was not really the first concept album. Right, right. right. But until you know about SF Sorrow, who the hell's going to, you know, Tommy, for all who, we've ever been told, I don't know who SF the Pretty so. Things. Oh, okay. okay. Before you know that SF Sorrow exists, as far as anybody knows, you know, Tommy was the first, because that's what we've been kind of led to believe. But it's also been successful on Broadway yes, and there was a movie. And, was, and that's part of it too. It's how you yeah. present what you do. But the idea is that, you know, now we have no, you know, unless you have a timeline in front of you, you don't know that, you know, no, the animal sky pilot didn't come before Tomorrow Never Knows. Yeah. You've got to have it in front of you that, you know, no guys, it was, and, and the problem is too that the big moment for the Beatles, the revolver point to the credit of music of the time, the Beatles weren't the only ones blowing the walls down. Right, 1965 and 66 are two incredible years for music. Yeah, for all of music. Yeah, Yeah. maybe maybe even more than 67. I fully agree with that. But you have, you know, you have Pet Sounds, you have... uh, uh, Highway 61. Highway 61, you have Blonde on Blonde, the first Jefferson Airplane album, the Buffalo Springfield are coming into existence. You've got some great music happening. But I don't know. I, I like Kevin's idea. For me, I 
deal with it on a day to day basis because Winnie's not the biggest. My wife's not the biggest Beatles fan in the world. Right. My wife's not either. Yeah, given the choice, she'll throw on Creedence or the Beach Boys way before she'll throw on a Beatles record. She, as she puts it, being around me, she's got Masterclass 404 and that's happening the, and that's learning the Beatles. Problem though, yes, it, it becomes a problem. Yeah. So to the to to Kevin's point, I think you know it's very tough nowadays uh, to really school someone on the Beatles. It is. Because movies like Eight Days a Week don't help. Uh, well, there's but, other things going on, too. So. Y- yes, but y- yes. I just think right now the Beatles are not the most relevant thing, and it hurts me to say that. Right. Because I think, you know, Apple has a way or or the means to school people on the Beatles. I, but you get this, and they're not. The, the so people I think got it's hard for us to if they don't. You know, yeah. You've done good with your kids. They're Beatle fans, but they also like other music, too. One thing about the Beatles, which we forget about, that was also the height of Top 40 Radio. So they, the Top 40 Radio stations rode the Beatles for basically that, that decade. Right. Uh, but especially in 64, 65, and into, a little bit into 66, was heavy, heavy, heavy. Yeah. And then they then we had to wait a little bit for Pepper. So I think that was, you know, when we think, when you were talking about listening to air checks and stuff before and listening to music beforehand, they didn't have the Beatles to wrap it around. Yeah. So I think that was part of it too. You know, music, there was some good music in the early 60s, the Beach Boys and Gary U.S. Bonds, the beginning of Motown and stuff. But you're right. You know, you got the, your Avalons and your and your Bobby Vintons and stuff. And, you know, that, that was part of the whole yeah. thing. You yeah. know, it was a little different. So. All right. So um, thank you, Kevin, for that one. And uh, oh, now I look to my left to Mr. Axelrod. Mitch, give me a number. Ah, you know what? I, I would do the obvious number nine. But uh, let's do it times two. Eighteen. Groovy. Number 18 it is. Hey, Tony, Mitch, and Rob. This is Tom from Texas. I was a part of your call-in show a few years back. Back then I was 20, and I just turned 23. Uh, You may sing me happy birthday if you'd like. Just try not to get sued. Anyway, my question is, what were you guys listening to in your 20s? I know a while ago you did your Beatles Once Upon a Song Ago show where you talked about Beatles and solo music that you were listening to. But what else were you listening to? Were you just listening to what was new at the time? Did you go back and discover something from the past? Uh, what were you what were you listening to? Keep up the great work, guys, and uh, hope to hear from you soon. Wow. Okay, Tom. First of all, uh, so we, we don't get sued. Wait, wait. So we don't get sued. Less than eight seconds, okay? Right. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to that's you. It, that's it. No. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, dear Tom. Okay. Yeah, that's that's we love you, Tom. You're so old now at 23. Yeah. Um, you're old so fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are an old fart. At, in our 20s. So I was born in 62. So let's just say 25. That would be 87. Okay. Wow. She's an easy lover. Um, wow. No, I mean. That was 85. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, you know, it's in my 20s. Yeah. I, okay. You know what? I, I was listening to whatever was new. I mean, Phil Collins was all over the place in the 80s. You couldn't help it. And so was Paul McCartney. To be honest, he was. He was, he was enough. Even in early 80s, Ton, with coming up. And he was still very poignant. So I was still listening. I wasn't listening too much to Ringo stuff. I mean, Ringo wasn't around that much there. He was, um, he was on hiatus. John was gone, so I was very happy when Milk and Honey came out and nobody told me and all that, you know, went to number five or whatever. But uh, you know what? You talked about maybe discovering stuff. And I'll tell you who I discovered in the 80s when the music was just, pardon the pun or pardon the Paul theme here, so bad. But I discovered James Taylor. 
Oh, cool. Because my friend loved James Taylor, went to college with me from uh, 80 to 84, and loved James Taylor. And my friend Mark just, he went nuts over him. And I listened, and I just went, wow, James Taylor is really good. I mean, forget about, you know, the soft stuff. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff for James Taylor. The, the album tracks are, like the Beatles, sometimes better than the singles. So I discovered James Taylor. Uh, I was listening to everything. I really was. I was getting into more and more Fleetwood Mac as well. So you you didn't kind of fall into periods where you hooked into a specific niche and kind of like that? No, you know? I never did that okay. because uh, I love music. Oh, sure, but I'm saying you I, didn't, I know you didn't find like at a certain period, oh my God, this is my folk period. No, and I'm like, I never did that. Okay. I never did sure. it. I, uh, you know, well, James Taylor is not exactly rock, but yeah, it's it's enough. I, I loved him. Uh, I, I went back to Fleetwood Mac stuff, which I loved in the 70s, but I loved it even more in the 80s because they were now breaking up in 87. Right. So I, I, I went back and rediscovered things like Rumors and and even Tusk, which, you know, was not great, but Rumors and Fleetwood Mac. So they were good. I, I went back and discovered a lot more music. I, I wasn't really happy with the music coming out. I mean, even though stuff like I kid around, Easy Lover, and that was there, that was there and Phil Collins was all over the place, and there were other artists that were all over the place, mm. you know, that at, in those years. But the Bangles... I, I also enjoyed Yeah, huge. Huge. Yeah. I, I yeah. enjoyed them a lot because they yeah. were very beatly. Yeah. And I didn't yeah, do that huge. on purpose. I really didn't. Yeah. It's just that when you like a music or a genre of music and something comes out that sounds like it, well, I'm going to I'm gonna follow it. So I did. The Bangles, there's one song called Following, by the way. On, on, I love on, that song. Uh, by Michael Steele. That's oh. one of the best songs ever, yeah. ever put out by the Bangles. Because yep. yeah. it's so atypical Bangles. But anyway, yep. uh, so that's that's me, James Taylor, The Bangles, Fleetwood Mac, and and whatever really. It was the era of MTV, so I, I enjoyed a and lot of stuff only because it was fun watching it more than just hearing it. Yes. right, and and it was that's also yeah. being presented differently because Correct. of MTV, and that went on till the first generation. You know, they have MTV Classic now, but they started in the '90s. Us MTV Originals would like to see you know Nina Blackwood. Uh, I don't want to see her and, now. Well, not now, but you know, the, Martha's, they still have Martha's they still have they still high. have these uh, clips in a I vault. Know. You know, it'd be nice to actually see the reruns of those but yeah. that's a whole other thing for me in the 80s when I was in my early 20s and I think Tony will agree with me I was a disc jockey in college so when you're a disc jockey in college especially back then you were supposed to play newer music you're supposed to be a little bit hipper than playing the mainstream stuff that might have been heard on at that time WNEW or WBAB or WLIR WLIR was more of a, a new wave station yeah. at the time so I became like I, the album "Different Light" is a tremendous album still for me. I love that the album. whole album. The Bangles, yeah, the Bangles, yeah, the whole album. And one of the things, just as a side thing, I got to interview Vicky Peterson a few years ago, and I thought their third album that they were going to break up, and I predicted, it, and they eventually did. They did. So I asked her. I said, after the second album and hearing the third album, I really thought you guys were going to break up, and then you did. I said, did you know or realize this might be happening? She goes. No. <laughs> wow. And she goes, no, I didn't think about it at the time. Again, I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I That's was like, really funny. I was like, okay. And, and was, I, I, I knew they were gone after Michael Steele quit. Well, that was later on. Later on. The but I, so I liked, you know, I started to like get into oldies music a little bit more. And I liked oldies music, but I ended up being a disc jockey at an oldies station a little bit later. So I had to learn that a little bit. I started to get into Frank Zappa a little bit because I didn't really know much about him. I started to like the Bee Gees a little bit more, the more earlier pop stuff, not the later disco stuff, because 
I heard it, and it's sort of, you know, when you're on the air and you're trying to be different on the college station, you say, well, okay, we'll play Staying Alive going into Don't Eat the Yellow Snow or something along those lines. So because of that, I think being on the air, I purposely sure. expanded sure. what I liked or dis- didn't like about music because I thought about the show sure. and how the songs might fit on there. So if you think about the 80s, Ringo disappears, George disappears for five years, John only had one he's re- record. He's been, he's been murdered. Um, so it's really Paul, and Paul even disappeared for a couple of years. Like after Broad Street, he disappeared for a little while, and then well, should have disappeared well, before Broad Street. Well, that, that was that was his dream. He wanted to make a movie. Whether mm-hmm. but he did idea. press to play only a year and a half later, right in '86, and he writes that album off now, and that's one of my favorites. It's, one it of mine does, too. Yeah. It does have an Me '80s too. feel to it because oh, it's very produced. Hugh yeah. Padgham is all over the place with some of that. Well, production. because that. Because that was Bill the sound. Collins, that, was, that the sound. was the sound. And, and Collins is on the disc, too. So yeah. that's. Well, I'm angry about that. Yeah, well, he's angry at Paul, but that's yeah, all yeah, yeah, No, <laughs> so, I meant for so the song angry. Oh, so um, <laughs> to me, you know, being on the air expanded my, my outlook of music, which if I wasn't on the air, I probably wouldn't have bought or listened to some of those records. Yeah, I, I definitely can, obviously, can relate to what you're talking about. It's funny for me because it's interesting that we're doing this. We're all really kind of heavy musos. And it's really funny, but for me, my, quote, 20s was really from 1985 to 1995. I can't really look at that and say that that was an era that I recognize as being specifically developmental for me. The 80s, the early 80s, from when I was about 15 to 20, was really my heavy development years. It's interesting because people who are not as into music as we are... I think when they're in their 20s and they start going to shows, and I was going to shows by the time I was 13, so it was a little yeah, bit too. different. A little later, yeah, so it, it's a little different, I think, that for us, maybe that time period that Tom's talking about may skew downward a little. I was also into Tom Petty, by the way. I was too, but but from 85 to 95, when I was technically in my 20s, I lost a lot of sight, a lot of sight of the current music. That happens naturally as we get older. Yeah, I, I started on the air when I was uh, when I was seventeen. I started on the radio. You did? Um, yeah, nineteen eighty. I was I was only here a month and a half, and I started on the comedy show. Oh, okay, okay. So I was seventeen when I started on the air. By the time I was nineteen, I had three radio shows. I had the comedy show, four radio shows. I had the comedy show. I had the overnight oldies show. I had Midnight Progressive, which played new music, and then I had Beatle tracks starting in 84 when I was 19, playing the Beatles stuff. So I was all over the highway. Midnight Progressive, I, I played new music. Uh, my oldies show, the flashback show, I played old music. So for me, I was constantly doing research. So what was it really at that point for me? WLIR here on Long Island was a station whose who's catchphrase was Dare to be Different. This was one of the stations that broke artists like Joan Jett uh, that broke singles and this is the first time you Elvis. ever heard Elvis Costello this is the first time you ever heard you know you spin me right round baby right round and, and that's about Kaplan Pomoi and stuff like that you didn't hear that stuff in most other stations in the country so I was picking up that stuff from LIR but 80s I was I was really into Elton I saw Elton dozens of times right. literally in the 80s I was really into the Pretenders. I saw Chrissy and Company a bunch of times. Going backwards, uh, I learned Kate Bush 
I fell madly in love with Kate Bush. Those first three albums. Never got into her, but I understand those, why people like Yeah, I mean, those yes, first me three I records. I never, I, but I, I can understand Yeah, it. I mean, I was head over heels in love with those first three records. No, that's the go um, Very good. I discovered Bob. I love the Go-Go's. I, I, me too. I, people have been, had been pushing Bob Dylan on me, and I wasn't ready. I went out and bought a bootleg called Ten of Swords. I, that was pushed on me also by a store owner who I went in to go buy two John Entwistle records, and he forced me to buy this Bob Dylan 10 record set. And I kept saying, dude, I don't have the money. It's $60. I have $8 in my pocket. No, man, just take it. I'm like, dude, I don't have the money. Turns out the guy had been like involved in making the 10, 10 record set. He said, look, you take it. Give me the 8 bucks. Take it. Go home. And if you like it, you can give me the rest of the money in installments. And if you don't like it, you can bring it back. That was a no win, no lose situation. Right. So I took it home, locked myself in my room for three days. <laughs> I think I came out maybe to eat once, and I've been a Dylan convert ever since. What a um, strange way! What a strange yeah, box set the, to get the into. Ten of Swords box. Lou Reed. I went oh, to see. No. I went to see Lou Reed a lot in the eighties. You know, Lou Reed was that kind of never um, got into. Well, Lou. I I had been very into punk. I had been very into punk okay. really early. So I was into like. The Ramones, when they came out, stuff like that was, you know, I was in love with that stuff. I had a neighbor who was seven years older than I, I was, so he came back with, like, the Ramones and the Sex right. Pistols and the adverts, and and Lou Reed was kind of always, Lou Reed and Patti Smith. <laughs> yeah, the Vapors. Lou Reed and Patti Smith were, like, the New York fringe of that. Mm, so Patti had kind of, and Blondie, yeah. Patty had had dropped out of the scene by then, but Lou Reed was still, was still making records for RCA, so I probably if that's what you Lou call it. Nice. I'm sorry. I just think okay. he has no there are, voice. There are, Lou, Lou Reed bothers me a little bit because I think his ego is He's so a horrible huge. person. He's he's a, ego, <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, he was a horrible was person. about himself. And, yes. And he was really disregarding of other yeah, things. Yeah, you, you ask, you know, you ask. He's Pete, not a Beatles fan. You ask Pete Fornatel of the hundreds and hundreds of interviews Pete Fornatel gave, what was the worst interview you ever gave in your life? He doesn't even hesitate a beat. And right. he would just go, Lou Reed. So, okay, well, you know. By so, the way, on our website, Fab Four Free For All, there's some Pete Fornatel stuff. That's true. So, so keep just, an eye on just, that. Uh, and then going backwards, Tom, I discovered really that was my era for the move. I was a huge move freak. Right. And the pretty things. Those were my two big well, bands. And it's funny. Sorry. I have a lot of bands I didn't mention, too. But, but you know, just being a DJ, just you change your look on music when you're a DJ. Yeah, all those one-off singles right. by all those weird bands. You know, you learn you learn about stuff like the residents. You know, yeah. you know weird stuff. You know, I was a Devo head in the late '70s, so you know all that stuff. You know what? In the early '80s, I got into ELO heavy. Oh yeah, you see, yeah, ELO. I was in but, from well, I wasn't I was like in. 10. See, yeah. for me, ELO, the first big record was a New World record. Mine that, too. From start to finish. Yeah, but you were a brilliant. twelve when that came out. That was '75. Yeah. Was that it was seventy six? I believe. All right, so you were twelve, but I were no, but 13. no, but I didn't discover it then. Oh, okay. I discovered it after, honestly, after like Time came out in nineteen eighty one. Okay, okay. And I was in my now nineteen, and then twenty, and then when what was it? Balance of Power. Yeah. Their last album. Yeah. With Calling America and all that. Yeah. I hated that, and MTV played the crap out of that video. Yes. I hated it and said. I want to go back and discover, yeah, the, yeah. and I, and and I did. It was, those I, were, they were fun. It took me a long time to like Yellow. Oh no, love no. it for man. Uh, New World Record had oh. me hooked. Uh, well, New World Record is a, a brilliant oh. from start to finish. Start to finish, 
and then you know Rockaria to me. Oh, you, one of the greatest done. songs. Thank you. And and then you take it backwards to like you know Boy Blue and and right. and El Dorado money, and that stuff. Money. Oh my yeah. Right. Well, I, I will anyway. I will say this to our, our friend. Uh, go Tom. find Tom. I'm sorry. Go find From Zebra. Texas. Go go find Zebra's first album. If, if oh, you even goodness. know who Zebra is. You know what? Just tell me what you want and I'll get it for you. Oh, nice. That's, that was one of the songs that Mitch was throwing in. Anyway. But that's a great opening. Shout out best, to Randy. One of the best ever debut albums. And it didn't that's do true. much. It was a, It's very much a Long Island East Coast thing. But you know what? They opened for Aerosmith at the Coliseum. And Aerosmith couldn't come on for an hour and a half because the place was erupting. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's a great album if you like... Um, it's not a heavy metal album per se, but it has a lot of Zeppelin in it. If you yeah, like. go listen to Pull It. And I just, I just heard, <laughs> I just, I just heard from Randy, and the check is in the mail. Okay, <laughs> Pull It. So, I like. Pool. I love Pool you this it. year. Oh, no, that, 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 that's I love you next All right, year. on that note, please rescue us, Robert, and pick another number. <laughs> I will pick uh, number fifteen, and we'll get to that after we take a break. Number. Can 15. I be Vanna White and move my vowels? <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad man. <laughs> Hi, folks. This is Tony from Fab Four Free For All. As Mitch has mentioned several times, the cast of Fab Four Free For All do not profit in any way doing these shows for all of you. In fact, we actually lose money because of studio time and other production expenses. Now, we have looked into show sponsors, but for a number of reasons, we've decided it would be in the best interest of all of us, including you, our listeners, not to have sponsored ads in our shows. So, what we've done is set up a Patreon account. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform that allows artists to obtain funding from patrons on a recurring basis. Now, it can be as little or as much as you think you can send to us for the work that we put into providing quality Fab Four free-for-all shows. Now, we know that we have thousands of worldwide listeners, and if each of you just contributed a dollar a month, that's just 25 cents per episode, we would have enough to retire and not have to do these shows. <laughs> Sorry. Seriously, though, we've gotten some great feedback from everyone about how much these shows mean to you, and we feel the same way. But it would be nice if we could break even in terms of costs so that we can continue to bring these shows to you in a timely fashion. Yeah, I know, we can be delayed every once in a while, but that's because, as John Lennon so beautifully said, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. But we do vow to make every effort to have a quality show to you every week. We only ask that everyone go and visit Patreon.com to at least check out what it's all about and to see if you can contribute a little something in return for all the hard work and effort that we put into these shows for you. Just do a search for Fab Four Free For All and tell us that you give a buck about what we do. Thanks to all of you for being such great loyal listeners. Hey guys, it's Tony from Fab Four Free For All. These days when the guys get together to record our episodes, we are going to try at each recording session to do a show where we answer your listener questions. So if you want to participate, you can give us a call. The phone number is area code 443-937-3322. It spells out, we're fab, 443 443- we're fab nine three seven three three two two and you never know we may answer your question on the air so again if you want to give a call and uh pose a question to the guys on fab for free for all four four three nine three seven three three two two thanks for participating thanks for listening 
All right, and we're back. Robert Leonard has picked for the next question from our audience. Can I audience. say the number? We're doing audience questions right now. No, Just a reminder, we're time. Fab Four Free For All. I'm Tony Chiguarno. I'm Rob Leonard. And? I'm Mitch Axel. Van White. And I think Mitch is charging $1.99 a minute for this call. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So number. Yeah, he, pay, he pays you. <laughs> nice. I just overcharged myself. Number 15. 15. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Hey, guys. It's Bob Ward in Boston. Hope all is well. Love the podcast. I have a simple question. What Paul McCartney project would you like to see him get involved with next? At his age, there can't be too many of them left. So what recording project, I should say that, what recording project would you like to see him get involved in? For me, I would like to see him go into his studio and go through the pre-fame Lennon-McCartney songbook, all the stuff, the hundred or so songs or fragments or whatever, and just have them get them down on tape somehow so that we can hear them. Anyway, love the podcast. Have a great day. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. That's Bob? That's, that's that Bob? Yes, yeah, that's Bob. Ah, right. uh, you know what? Bob, I'm going to sound really horrible here. Again, you know, I, I make no bones about it. I'm not really thrilled with, with McCartney's voice at the moment. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, I it's would say off. I would love to, yeah, I would love to have him go into a studio and do like an acoustic McCartney album. But his voice is not up to it where if you hear early days. I don't know if I agree with that. But I, all right. Well, you can disagree. I mean, uh-huh. but you know what? I, I do want him to go back and maybe do the now and then. That's I really do. Because I, I think that Explain needs to... Explain to fans what that now is. Now and Then said. is the third song that the Beatles were attempting to do, or one of the third or fourth From John's songs demos. Was, yeah, from John's demos with the Free as a Bird and Real Love. And George just said, no, this isn't working for me, and said no. And Paul said, and, and they had put down the initial rhythm tracks and stuff, but didn't really get much further. So all three are on it. Well, all four are on it. I would like them, Paul said in, in the Jeff Lynn special, because there was a special on Jeff Lynn a couple of years ago. And he said, I, you know, I'm going to go back and do that someday. I'll take Jeff in the studio and we'll go do it. I would like to actually hear him do it. I mean, I would. Uh, I, as far as the old Beatles stuff, I'm not sure. I mean... Well, uh, I think what he's talking about is something like... Uh, thinking of linking? No, like World Without Love or... Um, I don't know. One of the no, I, know, I, I don't think he is. No, I think he's talking about the, the book... That Paul used to carry around the, oh, the composition notebook. Exist. The book apparently doesn't exist anymore. anymore. It's got lost. Um, yeah, and, and I think that's the, the thinking and linking. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's one, which is sort of on somewhere in a let it be. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that what he was able to do with, in spite of all the danger, may be as far as we'll ever go. Well, they found the actual yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. I think, unfortunately, when it comes to all those... Edited, by the way, for the anthology. Yeah. Um, when it comes to all those, quote, <laughs> lost songs, right. unfortunately, I think most of them are really lost because Probably. you didn't have tape recorders. You know, at that time, obviously, you didn't have any way for them to really capture it unless they wrote it down. And since they didn't know how to write tablature, I mean, they knew how to write names of chords and stuff, I don't know how many of those pre-fame songs are really going to be retrievable. Or if they're worth it. I, I always thought that... I think if they World, existed, it'd be worth it. That'd be but. worth it. I, I always thought World Without Love could have been a Beatles song if they changed a, a lyric or two. Please Lock Me Away is maybe not the best lyric, but the rest of the song is actually very catchy. It is, but um, I think it works so great yeah. with Peter and Gordon. But I think the Beatles could have recorded that. You know, If you notice, a lot of the giveaway songs were written by Paul. Yeah, but a lot so. of the giveaway songs also, when you listen to them now, like Spencer heard, uh, my son heard, I said, oh, that's written by the Beatles. Bad to me. Right, and he went. Oh, that is that the is isn't that the Beatles, Dad? I said no, but it was written by the Beatles. He goes, right. Wow, I know the Beatles sound. 
but Bad to Me wouldn't have been a good Beatles song. It just, I mean, a lot of the ones they gave away are very hokey. Bad to me, no, there's a, a lot of hokiness yeah. to the, yeah. But, but in, in response to, to directly to the question, I don't know. Um, for me, I. What do you want him to do now? Well, it's two things. I want to see him do another new album. I do too. Well, I think he is. he's. I, yeah, but I'm just saying. I think, and I, I don't. You know, I'm not giving that as a cop out answer. I just, I really genuinely, you know, we when we reviewed New, we essentially, I think, we gave it a ten. I, really, we love that. New was an so outstanding, good. outstanding. I still record, listen. To I can bet. And I still oh, listen God. to that whole record, and and it's I still listen to Memory Almost did. Full. So oh, I think Chaos is good too. Chaos yeah. is great. So I think that Paul, as far as being a creative force, I think he still has not waned yet I think he's still really making brilliant records I think I'm dating myself by saying records oh no I'm not now they're back no they're back back. yeah Uh, but what I'd like to see him do otherwise too is um, I'd like to see him go back and give us give us like a finished piece not just the drips and drabs the archives I'd like to hear the Glasgow 1979 oh, show yes, yes. That's a in project, its entirety. I guess. That, that is a and, project. And that, I'd no, like I, to see I, him. I bet you that comes out as a separate release down the road. I don't. Or it might come out as Back to the Egg, as a bonus, right. as or, a bonus right. disc on Back I'm to thinking. the Egg. Right. But I would really but love... But concerts were more than 26 minutes, so right. it would have to come out as a... a, a a heavy duty bonus. Well, I don't know. I think I think he that set. I think that 1979 set was not nearly as long as Wings Over America. No, but no, it's it not 26 minutes. I think it's, no, it's an 80 minute. I think it's a disc two. I think it's an okay. 80 minute. It's a disc you know, two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would really, mm-hmm. really That's love to like see to him see. take I, I, on Glasgow and obviously to continue with the the archive series. Right. Obviously, I, I would Glasgow. The the archive series. I wish he moved faster on it, but not going to happen now until seventeen. Cap- yeah, until Capital and him July of seventeen. But I would like to see. You know what? As much as you know, working with Rihanna and Kanye, uh-huh. you know what? That was kind of interesting for him. And I think, no, I think he. As much as a lot of people hated it, uh, <laughs> I think um, some of present company included. <laughs> I think something like that. Paul likes that type of stuff because he wants to show that he's still relevant and out there. I would just like him to do another record. You know, to do a duets record, he's not going to do because no. so many other people have done it, and that's where Paul pulls away. But, that's but, why Kisses on the Bottom took 10 years longer to take come out than it should have. But what's frustrating is the people that he's teaming up with, and I don't say well, that in a true. mean way, but you know what? Wouldn't like Wayne Coyne do backflips to do a or, record with or, him? I'm not so sure Wayne wouldn't Coyne's like, the answer. No, but I think he'd certainly I, be I, happy to I be. I think if you're going to do, he was in the Flaming Lips, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he is in the Flaming uh, Lips. If you were to do like Death Cab for Cutie. Hmm. Death Cab for Cutie, My Friends be, in Pugwash. You yeah. know, any of these guys would there's love a lot to of, do there's something a lot of bands. Paul. Or the other side of the coin, and this would be an interesting thing, find unsigned bands and work with them. Mm. That would be something interesting for Paul because Paul could be teaching them things Along the way, which I Paul think he loves should, to do, I think but he should produce. I think he should oh, produce great, too. But yeah. this, he can produce the new that's band great. with Paul playing with them. That's great. I and also playing, lending his musical chops. Yeah, I mean, screw even the vocals. Screw even being the leader on he, an album. You know, maybe he plays Happen, bass on one track or backing vocals. Yeah, ukulele on another track. But he mandolin. produces it, and it's all these right. new rock yeah. bands that Paul 
should be hooking up with because I think that would be a great thing for Paul yeah. because he likes that. He uh, loves he loves to be part of the the game still, which is what he did with Rihanna. Send, right, right. Send him out to play bass with Neil Young. Just put well, him on the road as a bass that's, player. In the you Neil know what? Young that's band. different. If he joined the Rolling Stones as a bass player, no, that would be no. fun. No. Neil Young. Just what I, also, I want him to go back and you give can't me get that heavy. One more. I want him to go back and give me one more covers album. Like he did with back in the USSR, you know, the Choba. Or like he did with Run, Devil, Run. Acoustic. No. No. Give me one more rock covers album. Oldies, whatever you want. Okay. I think that would I I th- think I th- be perfect I for d- that. I do think that if he does it, then he's got to go to a voice doctor and say, yeah. just help me. Well, he has to go to a vocal coach. He's got to yeah. straighten out he, his he vocal refused, yeah. That's why I'm thinking acoustic. No, I don't want to hear him go. Oh, really? Well, you mentioned early days. I, I thought his voice... Sort of to break away is you know it's not what we know as Paul McCartney's yeah, it voice. Great. It sounded great on that song, yeah, but, especially on that album. And it's three years ago, and his voice has gotten worse. It has gotten sorry, okay. it's, it has okay. gotten a little worse. I think I, I think, little. I think his voice has gotten worse for the wear because I think he's not careful, and I think the shows are too friggin' long. You're right, but you so know what? And I, it's too and egotistical think, to go to a freaking vocal coach. It, well, sorry, it's, it's he's also gotta, he's got to see a coach. Everybody yeah. else does it. I know. Billy Joel yeah. did it. He should call Billy's guy and say, "Hey, what happened?" All right. So, all right. So, I think then. that's it. That's our response for that one. Mm-hmm. And thank uh, you, thank you so much. That was a great question, Mitchell. Give us a number. I because I really have to go to the bathroom. I'm thinking number, number two. <laughs> number two? <laughs> number two. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break. No, and no, I'm, I'm kidding. just kidding. Right, so I don't have to number go. Two? Number two? Number two. Tab for free for all. Love you guys. This is Phil from Kentucky. Here's another question for you. Out of all the uh, covers that the Beatles performed live or on a studio album, which is your favorite and why? Good luck answering this one. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's, hey Phil! Oh, wow! Hey Phil! Thanks. Hey, Phil. Come on, that's easy. It's it's, it's really easy. tough. Oh yeah, depends out on of all the right. covers. Beatles Hello. and Solo. Beatles and Solo. Did he say so? I don't solo? think he said Solo. I thought he just said Beatles. Oh, he did say recorded or live. You're yeah. right. Um, Hello. Okay. My favorite, Anna. Okay. Oh, I, I mean, hate you. Anna. I hate I mean, you. 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 What an emotive vocal. We've talked I about it a lot. Hate you. Well, come on. I so hate you. But Anna is such. No, a, you know what? I have another one. But this is what's scary. Anna is unbelievable. It's the vocal by Lennon is just incredible. You know. Then we talk about the long tall Sallys, and you're like, holy crap. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, and even George vocals on "You Really Got a Hold on Me." And, you really got a hold on me. And, Bait, uh, George, on you really got a hold on me? Well, he's saying, does, no, he doesn't. No, he's John. John. <laughs> no, you know, I'm thinking let it be where he starts at first. But, oh, okay. Um, no, but, well, George on Beethoven. I was going to say Beethoven. I mean, give me a break. I mean, so the, those are really, I mean, they're, they're, all the covers, like you said, Phil, are, are really good. But my all-time favorite is definitely Anna. I just love that one. There's so many. I mean, yeah. it always depends on the week, too. Um I've always liked Mr. So- Moonlight, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do like the anthology one better. I do version. too. Better, much better than yeah. the. It really changed yeah. the view because that's, that's. I'm not a hater on that. The so. anthology one version is the way you would have heard it in the cavern or something. Right. But well, I love when he goes, Neely. But, you know, <laughs> the version we heard Neely. on Beatles for Sales, like, what the hell is that? Soldier of Love has always been one of my oh, favorites. Oh, come on. Come on. I have nothing to say now. Uh, well, good. It's about time. Jeez. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. But I, I like I like Youngblood from the BBC. Oh, I'm not a big fan. You know, I, I always liked that. I, thought I love that, too. It was, yeah. it was a, it not was a, a good, favorite, but I always liked it. Hippie, liked, hippie shake is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, come the, on. 
on. Stop it. Quit saying more stuff. <laughs> he's just going to keep Jesus. saying it. Like, Every day. Okay, what else? I'm going right now, BBC Volume 1. Baby, it's you. But not the Good BBC God. version. I, I I like the oh the ori- oh my God yeah, the, the, the original. Okay, I'm just gonna go away now. Good. Oh, it's about freaking time. Um, you know what? That that's a good point. Maybe a two is beautiful. And you know what? John again on vocals. Oh wait, I'm behind yeah. the I'm behind the soundboard here. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, my favorite songs are uh, <laughs> are all of Mitch and Drops. <laughs> oh, uh, so it's it's always been tough. And the the beautiful thing about the Beatles is they their picked hair, their they, they picked great cover songs. They weren't always the hits. They did. Listen. Oh, I got one. Go ahead. Carol by the Are Beatles. You say Shut up. <laughs> now you're just no, saying it wasn't that. that one. You gonna say Chains? <laughs> no. Truthfully, for, uh, for me. Three-part harmony on Chains, by the way. Yeah. That I like. No, uh, for me, really, I mean, the standout, Anna. That's yeah. always number one. Soldier of Love is, is damn close. Yeah. yeah. Um, the two that I really, really, really love, John's version of I Just Don't Understand. Oh. Uh, yeah. I would have said just that. Absolutely. Well, that's more of the more quirky covers. Yeah. That yeah, just but wow. Absolutely yeah. smokes. The funny thing is, the original version has harmonica on and the Beatles version doesn't. Well, the, yeah, it, yeah. It's not the way they yeah. used it. I shouldn't say that. The version that Anne Margaret did doesn't sound like the Beatles version. Yeah, no, she well, was the, really the one Anne Margaret had has that fuzz guitar. Yeah. And also, too, um, Devil in Her Heart. I'm not a big fan. Never. It's the other never, one. Never. Oh, no. Always loved it. No. Yeah, no, no. Always loved it. But, yeah, but you, you took, I mean, Anna and Soldier of Love, those are the, and the other one that I can throw out, because, I mean, I don't think we're naming all of them. He's going to be like, <laughs> you named all of them, damn it, is Clarabella. Yeah. Clarabella's great, Paul's but you know what else? on Clarabella. Please don't ever change. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, yeah, don't ever change. Well. Yeah. But but I think it's is it universal really Anna? Anna, is, that's it. Well, probably, I, right? I wouldn't. Have, that's not my top pick. Which would be your top pick? So Soldier of Love. So, but, so those but two. Clarabella, you know, there's uh, the July, one of the July 16th shows they did for the BBC. They yeah. did three. Yeah. Just that whole 18 song thing it's is maybe insane. the perfect 18 songs for the Beatles. If you're yeah. just going to say, hear the Beatles live in the studio, and this is what they did. They were just they did so 18 on. songs in one day. Yep. I mean, and that's it's as on as as the recording yep. of "Please Please Me." Yep. So so to yeah. Me, to me, I would pick any of those, but there's so many. I mean, just just. So I think we're at Anna, Soldier of Love, uh, Clarabella. Maybe no, but what was the one? What was the one that I said that was the first one I that I threw out there? I don't so. care. Uh, <laughs> nah. Nice. I never listen to you. I'm listening to you're Rob. A, you're yeah, a very you're bad man. Well, he shut you up for a while, so I'm very, I was very happy. I did. All right. So, so <laughs> thank you. That was an excellent, excellent. Excellent. Question. Thank you, Phil. And thank you, Phil. And uh, we've had we, our Phil now. We turn to Robert. Robert, give me number. I'm going to go with number eleven. Eleven is Jack Norris used to that's say. That's because two number ones from Concentration. Remember Jack Norris? E eleven. That's what he used to say. Hi, guys. This is Dave Thomas from Poughkeepsie. Oh. Um, this has proven a little bit more difficult than I thought to come up with a question, but I hope you like this. We all love the Beatles, but one of the great things about your show is that you're honest when you assess their work, both the work they did together and the work they do solo. Tony's uh, recent assessment of Ringo's Rotogravure is proof of that. So my <laughs> challenge for you is to assemble a fantasy album of solo material comprised of songs that had no input from another Beatle, but would have benefited from having been done as a group song. Please don't use songs that are real stinkers to begin with and therefore would have benefited from anybody's help. <laughs> but to make it more interesting, you can use material after 1980, because if we're going to dream, we might as well dream big. Hope you enjoy the question. Oh, have man. fun. Kills us here. <laughs> Okay. 
All right, let's let's at least assemble an EP. Did, did someone tell him that? <laughs> let's, let's, up? let's at least assemble an EP. We love you, but you're mean. You know what we do? Hmm. Remember they put out that EB, uh, EP a few years ago, yeah. one solo song <laughs> from each? Yeah, all I'll, right. I'll do that. I'll Go do ahead. That. No, 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 no. That's not the question. I know, but that's, that's no, too tough. No, you have to say the what, what the Beatles would have done. Make a song that would have been a solo song that right. would have been helped by a certain type of participation so what the, he's from saying another is a, Beatle. A song that's not so yeah, good. Yeah, but you can't use another better. Beatles song already. That'd be better right. if the Beatles were on it. But it's not or a great, even great, any one Beatle. Like like maybe I'm amazed would sound like a Beatles song because it does. But in other words, here here's what I think the question means. Would maybe I'm amazed have been a better song if, if George were... Harrison had ripped a guitar solo in it? So that's what he's trying to say. Take a take a okay song yes and make it. Uh, no, but I'm just throwing that right, out as right, an example. Right, right, okay. So take a song and say, okay, if we add this element to it, oh boy, that makes it a smoking song. So anybody on backing vocals, anything like that, and I, why do I think okay. we've had stumped the panel? No, here? no. I, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking. Mitchell's going to run with this I'm one. I'm going to try. Mitchell, take a shot. Run at this one, babe. And you. Thank you very much. I'm thinking. Right. Um, I'm down. I'm sorry. <laughs> hold on, John. Maybe if it would have had backing vocals by. No, they would never. Shut up shut and up. let me do my fantasy. This is a fantasy. <laughs> no, he said no right away. Let me take my clothes off. I, man, <laughs> stay um, out of there. No, no, that's not no, even No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, hold, yes, yes. Hold on, John. If it had backing vocals from Paul and George. Wow. Would have probably been. I mean, Ringo's on. Oh, but Ringo's on it. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. That's you a, needed no, to he said without any help from another Beatle. That's true. So ah. All right. All right. All right. Hang on. Wow, Dave, I hate See, you. See, that makes um, it tough, though, because, yeah, because the, the early, early John stuff, stuff is, is all a lot has of, other Beatles on it. Not really. Well, well you know imagine what? Imagine George is on five songs on a match. Right, how about Intuition? If that oh. had backing vocals by George and Ringo, uh, George and Paul. Nailed intuition. it. Intuition. Nailed it. That's phenomenal. Because okay. it's a, it doesn't have Ringo on it. Yeah. And a good bass line by Paul. Okay. Oh, I'm loving Intuition, that. Intuition, yeah, with John, with Paul and, okay. and George I, backing. I think anything on mind game. Instead of that, instead of that, yee, you could have ooh, you know, with the two of them doing it. So here's uh, here's where I'm gravitating because as you were saying that, I'm thinking like one day at a time. Yeah, with, but I don't like with, that song in no. general. I All right, do. but his vocal I, falsetto. Right. I like that song. His falsetto, I, like, I, like I don't the like it. Anthology version better. Because I do too. It's a it's a more relaxed version. He's not trying as hard. But I don't you know like what, the though? falsetto vocal. But you know what? Take the anthology version and put McCartney on it. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> that's what I mean. Sorry, okay. that's another one. That would be good. One. Good to go with that. Okay. Um, Let's think of a George song. Uh, George song. Okay, I got it. Go ahead. Don't let me wait too long. Ooh. You have you. Get, if you have other than him doing and Richie's the not on drums on that. That's Keltner. That's I think Keltner. it's Keltner. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe Beetle Help would have would would have made that a, a great single. Maybe someone, maybe another verse because it was short and not exactly. You know, he does a good vocal on it, but I think if you would have maybe had a harmony with by either John or Paul, I think it would have helped. Oh wow! I have to jump over to some things, and I'm working with the fantasy idea here. Go ahead. Uh, I'm working with the idea that John did go to New Orleans. Oh, so I'm jumping. I'm jumping over to, uh, and I can even go all over the highway with that and say, "Never." There you go. You hit it. That's it. Letting go. That would not be love. Love in song. Love in song. Yes. 
Lovin' but, Song with letting, John on Lovin' Song. Is, yep. is what John Lennon complained about Paul McCartney, a third-person song where you know he's not involved with the lyrics. I don't think Letting Go would be something that John would have done. Why? Why? Should you taste like wine? That's a first. Such a human being so divine. There's there's nothing third person about I that. Always... He's getting some stuff in there. He's getting... Paul's got to get some tang. That's what's happening there. Now he's Cosby. In the pub. Oh, no. Don't ever say that to me. That's bad. You know that, bad that, thing. That, that, that was back to normal. No, but I you know what? Going to, I just talked about... Love and Song, like if it, would be, it would be a modern day if I fell or something. Absolutely. See, I, I was thinking yeah. Little Lamb, Dragonfly, maybe it doesn't become Ooh, that long. That's a good one. That would be some, a song to Ooh. cut down, though, because they didn't do a lot of long songs, per se. I would think of, for George, it's tough because they- t- Ringo on Eat at Home. What? Ringo on Eat at Drumming? Home. Drumming. Drumming. Ringo, wow. Ringo on Eat at Home and, I don't, you, and George I don't, on Guitar. I don't, I don't think you're going to beat um, Denny Sywell. No, you can't beat Denny Sywell. You can't. I just think it would be a totally different song. Maybe. <sighs> jo- totally no, different Ringo on Smile Away. Yeah, that's that, true. That would have worked. That would work. Right. That would work better. Um, I like that. Well, Ram would be a good album for- Any of them. For, for, so, and like I said, not know. to take anything away from Denny's side. Right, right. We, we like he Denny. Smokes. We went to either. No, not at all. Denny. But can we think of a really good John or Paul song that would benefit from a really ripping slide? But would have they allowed You're George not, to do slide? Matter. But that's a question. This is, no, this is our fantasy, I'm, Robert. But I'm just saying. Sometimes you know, a fantasy. Well, oh, oh, oh. Sometimes it's all you need. It's all you need. But this right. is something different. No, this <laughs> is no, no, not. It's, no, it's not. But would they allow George to do a slide? Because he didn't really do a slide. He until we're not you know, asking the whether it's allowed. Asking we're asking allowed. who's on first, third base. Right. All we're asking is give piece of chance. All we're asking is doesn't matter would they allow it. What song would benefit from a slide? Doesn't matter if George, okay. uh, if Paul and well, Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown always been slide. Charlie Brown slide. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, I would think something off of the Dark Horse album would help with the four of them. Time out. I was going to say wait, anything off extra wait, George is on, now. Wait, there you go. Not, but far, with extra, not far east, man. But the answer's on my. But end. with extra texture, you couldn't put in Paul. Because no. Paul was a Paul was just as slick as George was the time production wise, yeah. And plus, um, Willie Weeks was a much different bass player. Yeah, but you, you'd have to if you oh, put, was Willie on that album. What could you I'm put? Sure. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. What I think John would have said, you know, George, this you song's a piece of snish. <laughs> so I think that might have just benefited just from you know, just then he John being there because. Uh, it was still a hit. Shouldn't have it was a still of a hit. It was still it a hit. Shouldn't have been. I don't you? Get you. Oh, it was, it was a, hit. a minor hit, wasn't it? Uh, it made the top forty. Uh, anyway, um, and Ringo. <laughs> I think anything would have been a fan. I don't know. Ringo. No, no, no. If, if you're gonna, ju- if really you're gonna jump to Ringo, I think if like Paul had been on some of the stuff on uh, Old Wave with Joe Walsh, that might have cooked. In my car. In my car. That's the first thing I think. I of. think in my car is a pretty damn good song. It is, but but I, I'm just I, saying. I, I don't having, think. I don't oh, think Paul, Paul doing harmony on "She's a Bowel Mover." She's about a mover. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, I was confused. Yeah, "She's about a mover" would be fun with Paul on it. All right, I'm down with that. Okay. That's good. Have we've we got, all, we've got a, we got an album together here. Uh, yeah. We're doing I, all right I, here. I, I don't think the three of them could add to "Walls and Bridges" very much. I thought those are very. No, focused. I think "Walls oh, and Bridges." Uh, go ahead. Paul oh. harmonizing on "Number Nine Dream." 
Wow. Mm. What do you mean? Wow. wow. I mean, Jesse, Jesse had already has a guitar part down. Go home so. and whack no, to that. Paul doing Paul doing the Bawakawa Puse Puse with George. Maybe. I mean with John. Or even even doing the verses, harmony on the verses. Yeah, that's true. There's no harmony on if you trip the production a little bit where you could hear it more, yeah. and you have him and Paul harmonizing on the verses. Right, I'm gonna throw this out there. Then throw it out. Now we know it would have been a hit, but we know how whatever gets you through the night started out as basically Ooh. as as Rock Your Baby of, by George McRae. Right. But what if Paul had walked in instead of Elton? Different song. It wouldn't have been funky song? piano, but harmony would probably be just as good. Yeah. Although and Elton's kicks ass on home. Yeah, absolutely. But Elton's, Elton sped it up. Elton was one that told him crank it. Yeah, he did. So would it still have been the slower thing and would- Paul's would, into that romantic crap, so it would have been an if I fell type thing. <laughs> no, it still was- <laughs> It was fast. It was, it was a dance track in yeah, a way. Yeah, it just wasn't that quick. But it wasn't that quick. So I don't know. Uh, maybe. Anyway. All right. All right. So how are we doing on that? We good? Okay. Yeah, we good. I, mean, I think- um, just, Robert I, just doesn't feel like I, playing. I, I you just do don't feel I like don't. playing it's tonight. It's a tough one he to do. He doesn't want to fantasize. He doesn't spec, want to fantasize. Spec, speculation's always a tough one. This whole freaking thing is speculation. Head. Yeah, really. I know that. Yeah, all right, but... next question. So Aww. who called the last one? He, he said 11. I said 11. All right, so Mitchell, you get. we're going to close off with one more question from uh, you, our listeners. This next one I will have thank to be our last every, one. This next one will have to be our last one. Thank you. For this evening? Yeah, I mean, this it was well, a blast. Well, Again, so. if you've called up and you've left questions. <laughs> edit it. Edit that in. So, so if, Giles if, edited our show. If you've called up and you've, uh, <laughs> you've asked a question, you know, quote, for this show, uh, worry not. It's all going on file, and we're going to hold on to these, and this will be an ongoing. Yeah, it will. Uh, you'll get. Yeah. you'll get your chance. Yeah, believe me. So to embarrass right. us. Here we go, Mitchell. My mother's birthday is the fourteenth, so go with fourteen. Hi, this is Wade Brown from Nashville, Tennessee. I just wanted to know for each of the three of you, what are your top two favorite Beatles solo albums? Ooh. Not necessarily the ones that you would rate the best, but your actual favorites. Thank you. Love the show. <laughs> Come on, Rob. That's easy. Two favorite solo Two favorite albums. albums. Do it. Do it. Do What's it. The, you know what? Just think of do it this it. way. Thank you, Wade. That was a great question. Think of it this way, Rob. Only two? No, well, for now. He said just two. I'm not going to go on and on. Yeah. I'm not Stephen Bishop. <laughs> but just think of if you had to go to your record cabinet or your CD player right now, pick two that you would go to most of the time. Go. <sighs> okay, that was a good one. Go ahead. Uh, you got it? I'm okay, I got you it. Go, go. You sure? Yeah, mm -hmm. go and I'll come back. You're okay. going to duplicate one of mine, so I'm going to no, laugh. I'm not. What, Gon Trapo? <laughs> no. Thank you. Okay. Gon Trapo, for me, I'm going to. I love it. I just, I, this, that's this, my, that's probably like because, my fourth. Only because it takes me to an island. Awesome. And I love it. I just like that mood it sets. Okay. It really does. The other one, I love the Ringo album. Yeah, it's just it's just record. one. It's from start to finish. It's just a really good album. Yeah, that's and and beat think that. about that. The the first two I would go to are the two Beatles that you wouldn't think I'd go to. That's really funny. So uh, there's my uh, two. Uh, you ready? Or? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, uh, go ahead. I will say um, George Harrison's album. George Harrison. Mm -hmm. I love that album. I, that's I also another you. mood album. And meaning it, it puts you in a great it's mood. It's a very acoustic album. Very um, up. Uplifting. It's, it's, I hate you. Thank you. Well, um, we said and, that and the other album, since we're only allowed two. Oh my God! He rolls his eyes. I, I, it could I be an eight-hour show. I will say Walls and Bridges from John Lennon. Though I love New from Paul McCartney, and I love Vertical Man. If you're going to give me four, so Vertical Man. Wow. I love Vertical okay, Man. Okay, well he just you know goes he in and four. takes four. He, he said four. Takes anyway. four. He said no. four. The George Harrison album in Ram. Ram. Oh, good choice. 
That's so. that's it's Notice. easy for me. I mean, that's I don't know why, but so we all said two at least one Beatles. It was the really funny part of it is we all said a George Harrison record. <sighs> yes, and we did. I don't. It's and, and you're the only one that said a John Lennon record. Okay, you ready? Okay. Let so me add to Wade's question. Go ahead. Oh. One album only, Beatles. Now, go. Revolver. Okay. Mm, Tough. I'm caught between two. I know which ones you're going to go. You're probably going Revolver and Beatles' second album. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really that's that's all I wanted to hear. Re- Revolver, Beatles' second album. And if, if you forced me to stay in the British catalog, forced me, it'd be Revolver and with the Beatles. With the Beatles, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to see where your head was at. Yeah. What, what are you? I said. I yeah. said either Beatles' second yeah. album or Revolver. or Revolver. But with the Beatles, oh, I, thought you were, yeah. I thought you were just commenting. No, no, no. no I, I, he knew, he knew I we knew were going to say too. You've talked about how much you love Beatles' second yeah. album. And I, yeah. yeah, it rocks. Yeah. And even though de- it's dexterized. But I yeah. will tell you, I, I think if I'm going to a really, if I want to have an upbeat, it's either with or me. Either yeah. one. Either one. Because they're both. Yeah. One starts yeah. with, well, one starts with, um, I want to hold your hand. Right. With the meat. Right. And one starts with, it won't be long. Yeah. Right. right. Two totally different. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah. both a great listening experience. So yeah. I just wanted to, that was a good question, Wade. Thank you, sir. All right. Appreciate well, it. One more question. One more question. One more, one more question. All right. All right. Go ahead. Wow. One more. Okay, Robert, call a number. You you pick. You know what you do? You know what? I haven't looked, so I can pick yeah. one. Friday, number six. Hey, Fab Four Free For All. This is Phil from Kentucky. My question is this. Which of the Beatles' original studio albums was your least favorite back in the day when you were growing up, listening to them for the first time? And is it the same as what your least favorite of the original Beatles studios albums is now? Have fun answering. Ooh. Phil, 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 McFacken. <laughs> um, go ahead, uh, I, Rob. I will say what I always say. I, I bought the British albums, so I didn't have A Hard Day's Night and Help except for the British version. So I didn't know about the soundtrack music on there. I never bought Beatles' Yellow Submarine until I did the radio show. Too easy an answer. Um, so that would be my least favorite. I didn't like what they did to it. I love what they did with the song track, how they remixed everything and how it made it better. And it, they put on extra songs. And I thought they – I wish they'd do that for A Hard Day's Night. They haven't, but that's something else. Oh, jeez. I, I can't even think of an album that I don't like or li- didn't like then and, and, and still don't like now. I'm good to go with this one, actually. Uh, go ahead. Gr- well, when I was young. British or, or, or American? American, because uh, that's what I knew okay. when I was young. Uh, Beatles 6 is still my least favorite. There you go. Me too. Yeah, I still, Beatles 6 is still a record. I just, I just, I didn't get it when I was a kid. I, I never mean, got it when I was growing you mean, older. You mean growing got up. it like in the same I had place. it. Yeah, I never uh. just, it never grabbed me. There were, it just, as an album. I was never loving of like what you're doing. I See, I, I loved certain songs, but I loved when they were songs taken too, together, but it was, I didn't. It wasn't a good collection. No. It was a hodgepodge, and it was a hodgepodge. Yeah, yes, it was. I mean, but, like, it, but it it comes off like it that. just seems like such a downer. And even like yes, it is, which is one of my favorite songs in context Think on of that, that album, album. It was like, oh mother of God, shoot me now. Beatles six was and is my least favorite. The White Album was one of my least favorites. Oh, when I was young, I, just, I got it when too. I was like ten, and it just I wasn't I got quite it when I was there six. yet. I was just sort of like, what? I got it when you I know. was six. Birthday was cool because I was a little kid. Yeah, birthday was great. Couple of Back things in the USSR, I loved I will. Prudence, and I, Julia. Yeah. But, but when it came to like everybody's got something to hide except me and my monkey, I was six going, no. 
Yeah, long, long, long. I, I was and, scared and of long, long, so long. So was I. And, I was very afraid of it. Savoy Truffle and was even weird. Revolution Number no. Nine. And, oh yeah, it scared the hell out of me. Savoy Truffle, I didn't get. That's one that is now not oh, no, my least now favorite. It's not at all. But yeah, Back Beatles then, Six. Beatles Six. That's it. And and oddly enough, you like Tony the yeah. White Album. So yeah, wow. interesting. All well, right, it's a, it's a quirky, more adult album. Yeah. Yes, and I think <laughs> I got it a lot more as I became an adult. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, thank that, you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. Well, thank that you, about Phil. rounds us up here rounds at Fab Four Free For All. Rounds things up. Oh, you said here rounds the, us up. Yeah, well, just quit there with listening so hard there. <laughs> oh, my God. You always say you don't pay attention until I make a mistake. You speak good. <laughs> you know, I speak very goodly. <laughs> you should, and cream. We should have a contest. How many impersonations is Tony Butcher during the show? Ah, uh, jeez, dude. And just for, <laughs> don't bust my chops, dear Leonard. <laughs> And, and I well, will you, t- you, know, you don't see that, but he's doing the eyes, too. He is. I will tell you right now, we had a, a lovely afternoon with Mark Lewis. And, yes, we did. And when we were at the diner, because that's what Jews do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I do. Um, I, and Mark is Jewish. And no, we went to a diner because it was whatever it was reasons. No, but it, we, and we wanted to talk other than Beatles stuff. But Mark did say, and I quote, uh, when someone said, uh, your, your accents, and he said, they're terrible. <laughs> and that was Mark Lewison. So for the record, they're terrible. What does he know? He's just, he's good with the Beatles. What else? He's, he's good with we accents. We love you, Mark. <laughs> no, for the record, I think it's in set in stone now. Because when Mark Lewison talks, everybody listens. That's I true. I listened. And no. when I heard him say they're terrible, I definitely listened. There you go. So there you go. Well, I still love him anyway. I, uh, that's, that's a Ringo song. So let's be honest. We didn't need Mark to tell us this. <laughs> Very good. Well, on that torturing of Tony notes. Wow. All right, so listeners, I ask you all to call and tell these other guys how much you hate them for picking on Tony. So that's the next calls that you should make to the number. Anyway, uh, listen up. The number will be in the break. And uh, seriously, though, thank you all for listening. Well, the number was in the break. Nice. Yeah, it was in the break. But you're all the reason why we do this. uh, Seriously, And also so we all get to hang out and have an excuse to spend time together. uh, Well, I don't know about that. But this is the uh, this is what makes it fun. It keeps it fresh. That was fun. So uh, there'll be more to come, da- as they Definitely. used to say in the old soupy not- sales show. Daryl B, more to come. So but we didn't. But and also just so you know, these were off the cuff. We had no idea. So yeah, the guys had we, no idea. We was literally coming, so. did not. And I love doing that because it yeah. gives us a chance to answer honestly. Yeah. So yeah. all right. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all. I'm Tony Chiguardo, your moderator, and I with am, me, I am Rob Leonard, and and I am not Tony Chiguardo or Rob Leonard. I am soupy. We'll see you all soon. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. I thought he was doing a little drummer boy. So did I. <laughs> Come, they told me. Ba, ba, bum, bum. Oh, my favorite part of 54. What's that? I'm not kidding around. The Hallmark movies. I just love every one of them. I am such a chick when it comes to that. I watch all of them. The Hallmark movies? Which, like what? Every Hallmark movie. Oh, this is a cool like sound. The Hallmark Gally-
This is cool. You mean the one where the 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 guy? Not the one where it's everyone is the same. Where but the, they show eighty. There's like eighty five of them from like you know, nineteen ninety five on. They make a new one every year or two. When Johnny comes home, no. like one of those kinds of things. No, it's no. it's like the two, the man and the woman, they're in love, but they don't sell each other. Then right. they they break up or don't and stop they, seeing each other. And then years later, did for they, Christmas a little Stuckenbacken. And then and then years later, they get together and they realize they've always been in love with each other. And they have a little Stuckenbacken at the end of the movie. Stuckenbacken. My mom, my mom watches two channels: Hallmark movies and mysteries. I and love it. Hallmark. Your mother and I are getting together this Christmas. Lifetime. <laughs> she doesn't want, like Lifetime. I don't we always like lifetime. lifetime. Movies about women who like to kill men because they're mean to women. <laughs> it's like <laughs> movies about women who like. No, women. it's usually men. Men are mean to women, and then the women fights back and beats them up. Yeah, and sets them on fire. Usually, right. it's well, not like know. they fight back. And oh. when I awoke, <laughs> right. I was now, alone. now here's what's here's what's interesting. What? The Steve Turner book. Did you guys read the Steve Turner no, book? No, just started a little bit. Okay. He alludes to the idea. He alludes to the idea and has like what looks like an interview thing from Paul supporting the idea that like Norwegian Wood is all a joke. Yes. The, the, like the, it's totally done tongue in cheek. Like that, that the whole the thing I set that, the bitch's house on fire. That, that, ha, was, ha. that was a joke. That was the joke line. That's I've like never heard. Where oh, have you heard that? Uh, for years. Guess what? What? The ending of my story. I get what? Ending, <laughs> and the burn the bitches out there. Burn the bitches out. You know how many people have written me saying, I had to listen to the episode again until I actually played it for my wife. We laughed together. A she burn said, the bitches out. She said it was so nice. And then she went, what? And, and they went, and he had to explain, burn the bitches out, Dan. That's why. Burn why the would he say yeah. that? Why would he say that? I said, Ben, because it was true. Because he's evil. <laughs> Come on, let's do this. But All right. And welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free For All, a Beatles and Beatles related podcast, radio show, whatever you want to call it, on the internet. And uh, I am Tony Chiguardo, joined on this fine evening, which because we're recording it in the evening, you see, by my good friends and fellow Beatle compatriots, Mr. Rob Leonard. Hi, how are you doing? I'm and, Rob Leonard. And Mr. Mitch Axelrod. Thank you, Mountbatten. Uh, I'm going to Australia. Uh, hello. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what kind of mode we're in. Mode? Um, mode. Mode, mood. I meant mode is what I really meant to say. Mode. 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 We're mode. What kind of mode we're in. All right, we're in the mode. We're in the mode. Let me start that again. <laughs> I'm in the mode. Let's start again. I'm going to start from the top because I'm just, I'm sweating. I'm schwitzing here. Schwitzing. All right. Like blitzing. 